This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus. Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everybody, into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It is Talking Tuesday, and we have a great show for you. We are going to get into some coaching, carousel rumors, changes, everything in between. Mickey leaving to go cover Mizzou. <laughs> That's right. That's a rumor. See, I got you guys already. That's Sometimes you got to go back to where you started. You know? Ain't that true? The roots. But And then we're going to get into some guys, bounce back boys. These guys all picked a couple guys we want to highlight who need to have a bounce back season, off season, what you may. But everyone obviously looks a little bit tired, or maybe it's just me. I was because I was staying up so late. <laughs> watching that insane national championship. Thank you for that. Yeah. and it was, I, It's a good tire because that was a hell of a game. I That's know. That's about as good as it gets right there. And I know I'm sitting in a room full of SEC men right here. And these <laughs> guys, I, I doubted the SEC national championship because the last time we saw this, LSU Alabama, pretty boring. It was real boring. Pretty yeah. boring. And it's a matchup you've seen before. So it's kind of, eh, I can see that in the fall. Didn't get yeah. crossed to 50 that day at LSU. Yeah. They didn't. Nope. Yeah, so score a touchdown, did they? Nope. True freshman is all we'll be hearing about for uh, a long time in college football. You know what? I, I can I throw something out there real quick about that game. I didn't think that was a gutsy move at all by Nick Saban. Uh oh, you're gonna argue with me? What there. to change quarterbacks? Change quarterbacks. We had this argument upstairs. I think, I think I think great I think great coaches understand the condition of their teams. I think they do. I think they have that ability to understand that. You know, hey, I am. We're not getting it done with this guy today. We have to make a change. We have to do something different. You know, he he saw what was happening in the first half. He saw how Georgia was playing him. You know, and the thing about the quarterback that he brings in that we don't get to see, and I made this funny because of Tom Rinaldi was over there doing a story about somebody crying. <laughs> you know, he was not watching practice. Nick Saban watches practice. He understands what his freshman quarterback could do and what he couldn't do. You know, and people say, well, it's a national championship game. But, you know, coaches, regardless of the situation, understand their team. They understand what they have to do to maybe give themselves a chance to win the game. And I I felt like that putting that freshman quarterback in there, he'd seen the kid enough. The staff knew what the kid was. He was capable. Heck, he plays 18 freshmen to begin with, as is. Well, fair enough, because at the (laughs) end, I think you're right, Brian, you know, obviously starts him at the – beginning of the second half but then at the end when they needed just that I think it was the do a fourth, terrible interception if you remember that too yeah. was it the where they just wanted to move the ball a little bit for the field goal and they said hey we're gonna just put in Jalen Hurts just for this one play the steadier hand here no he was worried that he screwed up the time clock yeah he he, he, he brought the team to the line yeah. and watched the clock tick 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 he instead didn't of, he didn't run a play. Yeah, he didn't run a, run a play. He was supposed to run a play. He was yeah. supposed to run a play, yeah. take a knee, or, yeah. or move into the middle yeah, of the he, field. He basically... I saw a tweet, Mick, that was dedicated to you. I told Brian already, Papa John's greater than Papa Nottos or Nostos. <laughs> uh, Bless nice. you, kicker. Am I wrong about the coach no, and his I, team? No, I, I thought, so I don't know about you guys, but I couldn't go to sleep after, right after. The, so I, oh, I, I did. I watched some of the post-game stuff, and then analysis. And Tom Rinaldi I think it was, cry. it was Joey Galloway's Pierce. when they were talking about pulling the quarterback right. who had been, what, 25-2 and two or whatever the number sure. was. He said it took some brass ones. 
And, uh, and I thought so, too, mm-hmm. but I didn't disagree with him, although I think he got lucky because you mentioned the one interception. Very bad. The touchdown pass, the tie of the game, yeah. should have been an interception if right. Ridley didn't intercept the interception. He yeah. wasn't throwing to Woodley. He was throwing to that guy in the back of the sure. end zone. Yeah, the running back that got knocked around a little bit, the freshman. Yeah, yeah. Ridley made an excellent move. Yeah. Rob, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I think it can be both. It's great coaching, but it's also gutsy because, yes, you needed something to juice up your team, but that stage, you're putting a true freshman in that stage who really hasn't played the entire season. You don't really know how he's going to react no matter what you've seen in practice. I saw his so, number, his numbers, though, and I, I assume it was mop-up time. Yeah, he, he but played. But they yeah. were pretty good. Yeah, yeah I didn't realize that. Mop-up time against him. I understand, but the way they were portraying it on, on television was this guy had never played. Yeah. Like this was the first time they threw no. him in there. See, he, this is he had been playing. Yeah, well, the, and hats the, off to Jalen Hurts' attitude. Yeah, I mean, you guys saw the way he was acting the whole game after that change happened. First one to celebrate him on that touchdown. First one to talk. He was talking to ESPN. Thought he had a great attitude. He was in the huddle, still engaged. He turned in his transfer papers yet? <laughs> yeah, let's get ready for that. Oh, I know. Well, the only reason I say that or is change position. That would one be of a two. hard position to be in because obviously you're feeling. Anybody would feel like, hey, See, I got you here. The, yeah. Well, the, the, actually, a great if when, when you when you watch the draft show, we talk about a lot of those guys. Not, yeah, it's not the quarterback, but no. And I, 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 I'll say this though: the freshman quarterback came in and played within the pocket, and that's the problem that Hurts had. Everything that flashed on him, he was out. And guys were, you know, he just wasn't handling the situation. They will not play. They in the SEC, they will play some teams that have some really good defenses. Georgia's defense is exceptional. It really, really is exceptional. And so, with that being said, though, he had to make a switch there. And I, I don't. I I go back to great coaches know when to make changes. Yeah, they have the pulse of their team. They have the pulse yeah. of the team. <laughs> they see the direction of the team. And Mickey, okay over there? Yeah, I think so. Okay, hope so. Um, excited. Yeah, I was. He was. I, I was coughing at my point. But no, the, the the thing about it is, I, I just feel like though that Nick Saban has a great and and he has the ability because of the skins on the wall, he can go to the offensive coordinator to the staff and say, all right, we're getting the kid ready in the second half, mm-hmm. and they they flip it, they flip the okay, now we can throw the ball down the field. But what happened with Alabama? They were able to make more plays from the pocket, and and then when he had to run, he had the escape play where he got the first down, the fourth down play. Mickey is right; that ball was. Going to somebody else. Ridley just made a hell of a play. You know, and on the flip side, I know we got to get back to Cowboys, but no, on the that's flip all right. side, what Dave good. Dave told us upstairs. Yeah, Mickey's hosted. <laughs> good, good, good. No, uh, Sony Michelle got one no carries in the fourth quarter. That's the problem you have now on the other side. That's the flip side. That's of great the, coaching. I mean, yeah. wow. He they tried, when they when he had the ball, it was gold for them. They tried to get cute. They Don't started. Cute. They started the. What did they call it? The wild dog? Or yeah, whatever. the wild dog. Okay, it worked once. Yeah, now for the touchdown. It's a good play. Yeah, now you're going to keep doing it? Well, they, like I say, when they hand the ball to Michelle, you could see, and that's why a lot of people have him where they do. Him and you know the uh, the Auburn kid, Johnson. I mean, the, the, there's some backs in this SEC. The, you know, guys, you got to keep an eye on a lot of these SEC backs. But, yeah, I think taking the ball out of Michelle's hands was was you look at the you look at how they were going, and then all of a sudden they had the sack that knocked them out of – you know, he knocked him off uh, off uh, kilter there a little bit. But sometimes these coaches, again, we talk about the really smart ones and we talk about the ones that 
Why do you make that decision? Again, that's where I feel like you have to know the condition of your team. You have to know when to go for it. You have to know when to punt it. I think Seattle did a good job against the Cowboys. They knew that, hey, their own offense wasn't going to move the football. What do you do? Keep the Cowboys back. Make the Cow- you know, make them have to do something different, and then you win the football game. Hey, I like it. We're talking about SEC, and we're talking about coaches, and you brought up the Cowboys. A lot of SEC players last night. And we got to go to Columbus, Missouri. Columbia. Columbia. See, I've never Golly, been there. Golly, can't Columbus, even get South it Carolina. right. Oh, Haven't been Columbia. there. Haven't been there. What would take me there? Maybe to visit my old friend, Derek Dooley, who has now been promoted to their offensive coordinator, and he will be leaving the Cowboys as the wide receivers coach. And quarterback coach, too. And quarterback coach, of course, yes. But you got to have a quarterback to coach. Yes. And that kid hadn't made his decision yet, <laughs> and he better stay. Mickey's going to be on Derek Dooley. But what do you guys think about that move? Of course, we only another confirmed move is Loney to retire. Of course, Steve Loney, Steve Loney the tight ends coach, will be retiring. He has made that clear. And then presumably this is still kind of within rumor because nothing has been official, Wade Wilson to yeah, leave. Yeah, I, I can confirm that. Okay. So, Wade Wilson out. Yeah. I, th- I think the rumor with Dooley was for a while. I think he, he had the itch to go back to college. You know, yeah, had a chance to I think re up last off season and chose not to. I think it's something he was always looking at, maybe get back into college. So it's I, an opportunity. I think he was looking for more responsibility too. Yeah, to, to kind of be his own guy again and and maybe take a route to get another chance coaching in college. Yeah, this is once you've been a head coach and you've tasted that, you know, you've had that drink. You you, you kind of going back and trying to resuscitate your your career is a little bit of, okay, something you have to do. We're going to see it with Josh McDaniels. I mean, he can end up as the head coach with Indianapolis, but he had to go back. He had to find a way to kind of re, uh, re, uh, reestablish, re- word. reinvent. Yeah, that is a good word, Mickey. Reestablish his name, the credibility. You know, Derek Dooley, you look at what they were able to do, you know, receiver-wise. It didn't show up last year, but you look at with Beasley and Des Bryant, guys like that. I mean, he's done what he had to do. It looked like, you know, you had – Des Bryant, sideline outburst and stuff. Dooley, you know, he handled – I mean, that, that's a lot of egos in that room. A lot of egos. And, you know, that's, that's something. But, you know, once these guys get that taste of being a head coach, it's, it's okay, how can I get back to that level? And, you know, Dooley will do – I think he'll do a fine job at Missouri. I really do. I think he's a very bright coach. Uh, you know, he's, he's very well-respected. And, uh, you know, if he gets another opportunity at East Carolina or Louisiana Tech or one of those places, much like, you know, Lane Kiffin has done. You know, at Florida Atlantic, he ne- next thing. I mean, he signed a big deal, but you never know. That Saban coaching tree, man. Yep, it's it's vast. Yes. I just told him make make sure you're patient with all those young Mickeys there in J school. Oh, yeah, man. it's part of the education. There, there's I more asked, young Mickeys coming. Oh, absolutely. Oh, the oh young Mick tree. Oh, they just oh, no. keep, it's they the just Mickey keep, tree. Just keep coming out of there. Yeah. Okay. Well, with the issues with the wide receivers you had this last year, you know. How do you see that impacting the position with a new yeah, coach? Yeah, I'm glad you went that direction. And, you know, this is my hope for the Cowboys. I hope that they that they do, and, and usually you'll get assistance that come from programs that have been released. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Colts, the Bears, Arizona, guys like that. You know, you have an opportunity, the Raiders. You know, you have an opportunity to maybe hire somebody. I hope for the sake of the staff that they do go that route of outside. And nothing against, uh, you know, uh, Valero and guys like that. They're the young coaches here. And I understand trying to get elevated and get promoted. But I hope for the sake of having different ideas. Mm-hmm. I hope for the sake of, of back and forth, hey, at this place we did this. 
you know, receiver-wise, route-wise. Maybe you're coming from a place. Maybe you get a guy that has, is very well-respected as a teacher first and then his ability to interact with the players, but come up with ideas to say, hey, in this third-down package, this is what we did. Boy, you guys were pretty good at that. Well, tell me about, you know, I, I, I hope that, they, that, that, that that transpires with how they rebuild this coaching staff because there's going to be several openings on it as well. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's their intention counter to what everybody's trying to report here right. lately. Um, I, I think that they're going to take their time mm-hmm. and they're going to search what's available and see what their options are and not just saying, okay, you get this job, right. get this job. I, I think that they'll do a thorough Due search. Diligence. And, and, and look, they know people, right? Right. Will knows people. Yes. Uh, so, I, and and they're obviously listening to Stephen yesterday. They're in no hurry to do any of this stuff. You know, everybody wants to know. Well, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with that? And Stephen goes, "I think we're only one week away from the season ending." Yeah. And and you just don't make emotional decisions. You can make emotional decisions on Twitter if you want, you know, and and whatever else in the paper or whatever. But you got to sit back and kind of look at the whole picture before you start doing things and look and see what what are my options at 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 wide receiver coach you know what are my options at the quarterback coach uh and i think that there's a lot of options out there that they have to consider we've seen this staff go through january through the senior bowl until they made decisions on staff in fact they've held interviews at the senior bowl before with coaches that kind of congregate there, it's almost like an unofficial job fair at times. It is. Greg Jackson wasn't hired for a hot minute. Yeah, Yeah. it almost is an official job fair. It's 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 one of the saddest things you'll ever see, that and scouts. Yeah, coaching conventions going on now too. Yeah, Yeah. I I think that, you know, Mickey, I I like what I'm hearing because Mickey obviously has got his finger on the pulse of what's going on on that side of the building. Young mix. I appreciate that. I, I wonder, though, like I said, to me, like the, the the Kellen Moore stuff, yeah, talk to him if that's what you want to do. But, you know, if you, if there are other ideas out there, by all means, explore those other ideas. Try, try and think of things. If you want to – if you really want to shake some things up, and I mean shake it up in a positive way. I don't mean the same, okay, let's just keep doing this, doing this, doing this, because the, head, the offensive coordinator wants to do it this way. I think having other ideas coming into the building always does things better for you. And I think with Stephen yesterday, when they basically acted like when they were asking the questions on 105.3, the fan, that Kellen Moore was the quarterback's coach, he said, well, that's not true. Yeah. Nothing's been finalized. Right. Uh, so uh, that tells me that they're, 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 they're planning, and he said it, they're planning on talking to him. But that doesn't mean he's going to be the guy. He could be the assistant assistant quarterback coach. Yeah, like Columbo is with yeah. the line and, and you and kind of big bring, cat. A, bring a guy along. That doesn't mean he's going to be the guy telling Dak Prescott what to do. Now, if you get in a bind and you don't find what you're looking for, well, you, you've got Jason Garrett on the staff. You've got Scott Linehan on the staff. Those guys can take care of, of the quarterback. Um, so yeah, I, some thought I that think, maybe that was going on. Yeah, I, I think right. you know, I mean that. that I mean you know, and nothing, I love Wade Wilson. I really, really do. I can understand a little bit. I mean, he's one of the reasons why you have Dak Prescott. He did the legwork on him, so give him credit for that. But really, the last three years, I mean, it seems like to me watching practice, Scott Linehan has a big hand in what goes on with the quarterbacks here. You know, maybe Wade Wilson runs the meeting. Oh, look but, at who's still here, Kellen Moore. 
No, yeah. that's absolutely right. Well, a lot of people, th- these rumors of Kellen Moore going into coaching, I don't even know if th- you can call them rumors. I think he's expressed it himself. You know, last year when he had his injury, he really enjoyed doing all of that, you know, kind of helping out where well, he could. you look at two, if I'm right, Mickey and Rob, I, and Taylor, I, I think that when they signed their futures, he was not one of the practice no, squad he, guys. Not. He, he wasn't. Was and can he, has he been in the league long enough to where he doesn't I, – I haven't – Double check that if he's can he be a future guy? But you're right. I, Steven said it on the yeah. radio y- yesterday that he does. Kellen he thinks does as express he wants to be a coach now. Yeah. So well, that they, would you know that's and he's from a football family. His father coached him in high school. Was a four time state champion in the Washington State. I mean it's it's kind of take you one more. It's kind of in his blood. His Mickey grand, wants to one up you. His grandfather was a pretty renowned high school basketball coach in the Chicago area. Mm. As a matter of fact, I found out after I did research on him that his grandfather actually in the 50s coached at my high school. Wow. Can Kellen help with the maps too? Yeah. Can he chip in? in the office? Right. So, so, so there's some Hot trivia, coaching, y'all. There's some coaching bloodlines there. And, you know, when he was on IR last year, they don't take IR guys to the away games, but yeah. they brought him because right. he was helping kind of an ad hoc coach. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm sure they would like to keep him and groom him, but that doesn't mean they're just automatically giving him the job. My people here who have been here so long, long enough to know this answer to this question, Wade Wilson, when he was hired on, obviously he played for the Cowboys. How was that? How did he kind of transition into coaching? You know, a lot of people don't realize that Wade Wilson did, in fact, play for the Cowboys. Yeah, but he actually played 19 years in the league. It wasn't Woo. like he was yeah. just some guy off the street. I rem- 19 years, yeah. I remember Wade, when he finished up and then came here, he was with Jack Riley and, and that the Dave Campo administration that uh, we all went through. And then, then he went away from Chicago for about uh, three, three years. Three or four years. And then came back. So, yeah, he's he's been around. I, you know, I, I have a ton of respect for him. I really, really do. I, I, he's a, you know, he's a guy that uh, I always thought he had a really good eye for quarterback play, and, he, and, and I mean, and he's been around some great quarterbacks in his life as a backup guy. You know, a lot like Jason Garrett, he's been around some some backup quarterbacks in his day. So I, you know, I, I always respected a guy like that. But again, I think that his time was not really coaching the last three years since Scott Linehan's been. I, I think that's been frustrating to him. Yeah. Well, it was frustrating. You know, what's funny about Wade is he really he really enjoyed that aspect of the job. You know, I th- he how long was he a quarterback's coach in the league? Where that was uh, his one job. I think he's had opportunities. He's had two careers. He's had opportunities to be a coordinator, maybe even a head coach, and he just kind of enjoyed that role that he was in. So, um, it, you know, it is shoes to fill. So we'll see. I, I will say, Dak, if if Kellen Moore does become the guy, Dak has been highly complimentary of what Kellen has provided in terms of just advice. Dak is a coachable guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get to some of the rumors and much more when we come back from our first break here. The time just flies when it's Talking Tuesday, so join us when we come back. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? 
It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. This is Talkin' Cowboys. Well, Tommy John, if you'll just pass me a liner there, Mick. I'll oh, just do it off the, the top the of your greatness head. greatness of Tommy John. In football, often the quickest plays, mix them with some good old-fashioned ingenuity, are the key to winning. Kind of like Tommy John's horizontal quick-draw fly, Mick. Love it. Most intuitive, simple, and speedy feature underwear brands elsewhere in the market just don't have. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Man, you guys just feed off each other. Well, then feed off these rumors because we got to break some truth here. Okay, so Mickey, the guy who knows it, Wade Wilson, gone. We'll miss you, big guy. But then there are a few other rumors. Oh, and let me add one thing to that, too. Okay. So when I talked to him, I was like, do you plan on retiring? And he says, well, he goes, if the if the absolute perfect exact job came up, he said, I'd consider it. He goes, but I'm – he goes, I think my number one – priority right now is taking care of my health yeah and that's so, great so you know 30 so 19 and 17 that's 36 right mm-hmm. 36 years in the national football league mm-hmm. yes originally picked up by the vikings in the eighth round 210th overall in the 1981 nfl draft as he said not bad for a little kid from commerce texas not at all he's a pro bowler y'all 1988 yeah. yes. pro heck, bowler. heck of a playing career too by the way yeah Super Bowl champ. He's got a ring that not any of us have. So you got to give it. Okay, Brian. Oh, <laughs> sold Brian's short. Brian, you haven't been wearing it. I forgot yeah, it. I know. been glaring me in the eye. Where's it been, man? I don't know, man. Working these Cowboys shows. You, you, people, yeah. You wear your Packer ring. People don't kind of hey. fake to you very well. well. Combine week. You got a rocket. Oh, you know that. Some some GM stuff. And and now the Cowboys Cowboys fans always love. A lot of people don't know Will McClay, but everyone who's listening to this podcast does know who Will McClay is. And so that makes you knowledgeable on the fact that he is great. And a lot of other teams know that. And oftentimes they want to poach him. But the latest rumor, of course, Rick Smith out at Texans for some family issues. And Will McClay was an obvious choice there. Well, he's one of the one of the, like what, six. Yeah, they've got they they they're going to consider Next him. Mickey. Yeah, yeah. And the story there is really more about 
you said Rick Smith's wife yeah, has I'm breast cancer. So he's, sorry to hear that. Yeah, he's he's taking a, a year leave of absence. Uh, he told the ownership there, hey, if you need to get a general manager, go get a general manager. And so, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien is in a situation right now where he and Rick Smith really weren't seeing eye to eye on some things. So he's taking a step back. Well. You know, then now you have the head coach is involved in the search, and and the head coach has this guy, a guy named Brian Gain, who was here at one time with Jeff Ireland. Um, uh, he was uh, he was uh, at Houston at one time, left to go to Buffalo last year, and the, the thought of bringing him back. He's the first guy that's got interviewed uh, there, but they have several guys they want to interview, and Will McClay being one of those. Now, Mickey, I talked to Will yesterday myself. And asked him, has anything changed from the statement that you gave the other day where you haven't heard from the Texans? And that was yesterday. And he said, no, I have not. So I don't know if we've heard from the Texans or not on that on that uh, front. But, yeah, he, uh, Will is from Houston. He has family there. His uh, mother, his brother live there. And, uh, you know, that's a – Rice grad. He went, he went to Rice. Yeah, so obviously it's a – uh, it's a situation where it's a hometown uh, team. And, you know, if he gets the opportunity to interview there – I'm absolutely positive he will blow them away. And Stephen, when asked about it, said, I'm assuming Will will be here until I hear something different. So, Yeah, and, and Will's point on Sunday when this right. came out, I'll, you know, there's a report out of Houston from a very reliable longtime reporter, John, John McClain, yeah. that he'd informed the Texans that he wasn't interested in the job. Uh, that wasn't the case. Uh, Will's, Will's statement was he, hasn't, he can't comment yeah. on any of that because technically he has not heard from Houston at all there's just yeah. been reports that like Mickey said there's a there's a list of what six so he's on that list and uh maybe he'll hear from him mm-hmm. I don't know why they wouldn't he'd, he'd be a heck of a of a choice but obviously the Cowboys really value what he does here he is one of the most fascinating humans I mean just to know his background story the way he finds these players what he thinks he's, he's figured he's out the triangle here and it's to have success, you have to figure out the triangle. At the point of the triangle is the Joneses. One of the on the right side is the coaches. On the left side is the scouts. And he's in the middle of the triangle. And Will does a great job of managing all that's within the triangle. He has people that hate him, and I mean this in a nice way. I don't mean this hate. But Sports he has, hate. He has people that that question him, whether it be the Joneses, the coaches, and the scouts. So he he it's not playing a game, but he does a great job with his personality and his knowledge of managing the triangle. And that's to have success in this organization. You have to be able to manage the triangle. And he's done it better than uh, than a lot of guys that that have been that had been in that chair before him. And, you know, and if you think about it, I mean, unless you're chasing a title that says GM, he's he's got a pretty good situation here yes. how they kind of take care of them i try to keep them the thing that i would that personnel men want to do is to run their own operation and i know they take care of them I, i'm totally with you on that the, the joneses are outstanding to work with i do think though that as a as a guy he would like to run his own organization i think he would like to make his own decisions He'd like to be able to hire maybe his own coach. He'd like to have his own 53-man roster. But, yeah, he does a heck of a job. For what he's asked to do here, he does a, a tremendous job. And he does have a lot of clout here, right? I he mean, in absolutely terms of, does. In terms of the draft he process, does. for sure. He does. But as then far there's, as, a, there's a downside with that, too, because then you got to take all the blame. You know what? You will to, – to get the opportunity, you'll take the blame. All right. 
Jerry Jones used to say this, and he used to say it to Larry Lacewell. He said, Lace, I hate it, the fact that people blame you for the personnel problems. He goes, I want to take the blame, but he also wants to get the credit when things work. Like when he won the, uh, the award for uh, front office for executive of the year. That, I remember talking to Jerry at the Senior Bowl after he won that award, and he was as proud of that as any other award I think he's ever gotten, maybe a Super Bowl. Because it came from the media people that have bashed him forever. Well, it, 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 gave him, it gave him credibility. It gave him credibility. For one year. Yeah. And then he got stupid. Well, that's, yeah. But that's, you know, that's kind of, yeah, that's always going to be the way. But for that one year, he, you know, people recognized him that his way, that this was the right way to do things. Yeah. And so – I just think that you know, and you, you do. You want to have you want to have that ability to 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 run your own operation. And Will McClay, if he gets that opportunity, there's no doubt in my mind he will do an outstanding job wherever he goes. Absolutely. If he goes, if he in fact leaves the Cowboys. Absolutely. And other rumors that a lot of people are talking about: Rich Bisaccia, who could be let out of his contract to pursue other coaching opportunities. Right. A lot of people are looking at. Him chasing the Raiders. He is. That's going to be the deal. Yeah, he and, he and John work together in Tampa, and so that opportunity will present himself. John's kind of got his staff together as far as his coordinators, and so uh, sounds know. like a couple of those could be announced as early as today. Yeah, they with, might even announce John. They, they might even announce it before John actually takes the job. That's <laughs> yeah. what they're talking about. So yes. Hey, they're moving to Vegas. I get it. Well, yeah, two years in. Oakland still, and then two, and then the next. Still two more years. Two, two, two more years. Two more years. Yeah. Wow. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Kind of but, an awkward situation. It is awkward. Yeah. You know what though? You guys were there. Tell me about that fan base. Okay, fan base at the game. A lot of cowboy fan. What was that? Mickey was welcomed with open arms into that black hole. No, but I'm asking: Was there a lot of Raider fans there? Even oh though yeah. The, yeah. Even yeah no, they were, there was. Even though I the, think they knew that was the last. Well, I think they were thinking this could be the last. Well, it was the last home game of the season. Right. But I'm asking, though, back. see, to me, if I was the Raiders and, and, and 10,000 people were showing up for the game, yeah, I would have just took the operation to San Diego because yeah. there's more, there's more Raider what? fans in Southern there California. Was, there was a good 50,000. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. They still have interest even though that they've put shovel in the ground in Las we Vegas. Pulled, we pulled in, and the parking lots were packed with people tailgating. A lot of birds already. toward the bus, you know, some some fingers to the bus. And, you know, they've got that upper deck tarped over. Right. They're but, not, not going to have a huge crowd there. But that place was rocking in the second half when they started getting some momentum and get back in the game. That was a, that was a good atmosphere for a football game. This is it what really Gr- this is what Gruden's going to do. He's going to hold them over for 2 years until they make the transition. That's what it do. And they got to help their quarterback is another thing too. Well, hey, he got a good contract with it. All right. Well, these guys were great and they helped me today get you guys some guys you need to look at. Bounce back boys. I'll start with you, Rob, because you had two Bs. I did. Double B. Bailey and Beasley. Bailey and Beasley. Let's start with Bailey, okay? Okay. Why does he need to bounce back? Well, I mean, he had the most forgettable month of his career by far, coming off the growing injury. And uh, it's got to be a weird situation for him to come back from that injury, have the struggles he's had, and not have the opportunity to work himself out of it. Maybe it's the best thing for him is to take the offseason and try to regain some sort of rhythm kicking the ball. Yeah. Um, But – it was alarming for sure. I think he was 7 of 7 the first half of the season, had the groin injury, and then was 8 of 13, which is so uncharacteristic. Two missed extra points. He was wide right against Seattle, and he was wide left 
against Philadelphia, which shows you it's it's like a golf swing. It was just kind of all over the place. The distance that he missed was alarming. The Extra distance points. He, the distance he missed from, I uh, think, was the most alarming. Yeah, thing. you can deal with the Giants ones that were fifty yards, and yeah, and it was windy. Yeah, the conditions. Whatever. But yeah, the short ones. He yeah. he doesn't miss those. He, he doesn't, doesn't. He doesn't miss those. He, Dan Bailey doesn't miss extra points, Rob. And I think you're absolutely right about that. I think that. To me, that's the thing that was just, you know, when he's missing 25-yard field goals and 33-yard extra points, I think that says something is clearly wrong. With so him. is it alarming enough to bring in a kicker in the spring? They I will. Think, I think you do. Yeah. Right? I think you do. you got to kind of cover yourself, yeah, you do have you to think? Absolutely. You yeah. Let him have some competition. You have to figure this out. I mean, I don't think you want a kicking derby coming through here. Yeah. I think you want to figure out, though, the, the best way to do things it's crazy that we've reached that point with him because he's been so automatic and he's still the second all-time leading field goal percentage guy I asked Garrett about him in the last press conference of the season and he said you know he's just got to reflect on who he is and and remind himself how good he is and try to get back in a rhythm uh and they're they're confident that he will but with kickers you always have to see you know we've seen it with other kickers it can go south and it can stay south so we'll see there uh on Beasley you know, we've talked a lot about the wide receiver position. When you, and There's a lot of talk about Dez. When you look at Beasley, he led the team in catches last year with 75. He dropped to 36 this year, and that's his lowest total since his rookie season when he only played 10 games. And there are a lot of different reasons for it. He still had four touchdowns in the season, but I think he just had a lot more attention paid to him. You know, he got bracketed a lot. He got doubled. He got – you know, they would teams would devote their best DB to stop him in the middle of the field. And I don't know how much of it is scheme or how much of it is him, you know, finding other ways to get open. Uh, but that hurt them because I thought in Dak's rookie season, he was such a safety valve for Dak. And the production just wasn't there this past season. It's something they've got to look at because because he he can give them something in the middle of the field underneath at a at 11 16 a.m today cole beasley announced that he is starting his music career <laughs> he had this is for real he has and i love what everything you said but this is just something in addition to this he will be performing his debut single 80 stinks now available in all digital stores is written and performed by cole beasley and produced by victor faz faz i hope i pronounced that p-h-a-z-z clark who are you and he has started his new entertainment company, Cold Nation Records. There you go. There you go. So interesting. Yep. Just want to let Should you. Should we play it right now? <laughs> <laughs> Is it edited? <laughs> yep. So there you go. Just want to tell you that. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. good. For he him. know that. Yeah. Good. He has a fallback. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely does. Yes, he doesn't bounce back. Yes. That's a good point, Mick. All right, you're now, next. Now, was it a bounce back for him or a bounce back for how they utilized him? Because if you remember, one of the reasons he caught all those passes the year before, Dez was out. Dez yeah. missed a bunch of and games. I think when yeah. you when you have half the production that you had the year before, I think I think he's a bounce back guy. No, I'm saying, but are you saying he's got to play better or they've got to use him better? I said both. Okay. So they might need to scheme up ways to get him a little more involved, but I think he could. I think all these receivers, I think the charge is to do a better job of, of giving Dak an open target. I well, think you we know, saw yeah, that we as the season say that, went on. We could say that about every receiver on this team. I'm about to say about one myself. Okay. Okay. I mean, Witten's numbers were down. Yeah. Terrence Williams' numbers were down. Dez's numbers were down. There you go. Bryce Butler's numbers were down. Yeah. So. 
I mean, when you're the third receiver, you don't normally catch 70 passes. But when your lead receiver's missing, how many games did he miss? He Three, missed, four okay, that's, last year? Okay. it's not If he missed the whole season, then I would agree with you and say that's why he was the leading receiver. But he was obviously a main guy for Dak in his rookie year. I got you. was on the field or not. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a bounce-back guy for me. Okay. I think it's got to be. Let me question your answers. Go ahead. Let's no, go. I said it was a bounce, it's a bounce-back system that they've got to be better overall throwing the football. Okay, Mick. Well, you are next. You I am next. Two guys. Uh, Chaz Green. I think we Malik forget Hall. that Chaz Green has one more year on his contract. Sure does. So does he get a chance to bounce back? Uh, I think Steven said yesterday he'll be back. He did say that. That's what made me think of that. Now, can he get back to working in the offseason and training camp at one position, not two? What position do you want him at? Uh, I still think he can play tackle, and obviously they did for three quarters of that Atlanta game. They wouldn't give up on it. And we saw him do it. So can he can he recover, or did one game put his career in the tank? Yeah. Now that's a bounce back to me. Right. Uh, because it's the most obvious bounce back ever, but okay. Keep going. What do you, we, we can't be obvious? I didn't hear anybody else bring it up. Oh, no, I just kind of went around whatever you guys said. Uh, and then the other one that I thought was – and, I, again, I don't know if it's because it was having to play two different positions, but I thought they would get more out of Malik Collins. Me too. Uh, I think he ended up with three three sacks, three-and-a-half sacks. Um, I was expecting eight. I was too. I was expecting a potential Pro Bowl season yeah, that's, for him. I was, I was right down that now, train. He was, he was high on their list in quarterback pressures. He had like 25. Right. But he didn't have that many tackles either. I just thought he would be more of a, uh, an electrifying inside guy for them. And I know that he had to step aside for David Irving, but even when Irving was – missing he he just didn't do that much so right uh, i think you can get more out of him and we'll we'll see where they end up putting him was he fully healthy he was not uh that foot bothered him that second half of the season quite a bit and you saw where he wasn't practicing fully all the time uh, so maybe he can get back to uh where he was and i think that would be significant especially uh whatever decision they decide on david irving yeah I like it. All right. Well, you've hinted at yours, and yeah. we have a few minutes before we have to go to break. Yeah, I'll make it quick. Des Jammed Bryant. To- I think Des Bryant. And when you talk about the, you know, the receivers, I think Mickey brings up a, a good point about the scheme and what needs to be done. I think Des Bryant needs to get off on a good foot with whoever the receivers coach is. I think if that guy can come in and help him, Dooley tried to help him with the route running stuff. They've got to find ways scheme-wise or maybe technique-wise to get him more involved in things. You know, there was clearly not a, a connect there between Dak Prescott and, and Des Bryant this year, whereas last year we saw it. I think there was some improvement at the end of the season where we saw a little bit of that, that ability to work. They need to get back to that. Whatever, whatever was the final seven games in the playoff game last year of 2016 – needs to be 2018's version. That needs to happen right now. Again, does that help him with route running? Does that help him with scheme? Does that help him with just connection with the quarterback? Need him to be. I don't see them messing with his money. I really don't. I see them playing this like they did Brandon Carr. I have no 
nobody's whispering in my ear telling me that. I just feel like that they do not want to ex- they won't want to push future money out when they can get out of this deal here in a couple of years if things don't get better. My second guy is Anthony Brown. I think Anthony Brown needs to have Anthony Brown's a very talented player. As a rookie, we saw that when they took him off the field, he started making some improvements though as a, you know, when, instead of being a starter, it's kind of like it was a little bit of a wake-up call. I think Anthony Brown that needs to take whatever he did after the time they took him out of the lineup and kind of put that in like, okay, I don't want to feel that way anymore. I don't want to be – he needs to try and once again be a starter. It's going to be tough, though. I think it's going to be tough. I think these rookies, you know, when you talk about Awuzie, when you talk about Lewis, I think those are guys your starters. He needs to be hungry again to try and get that his starting job back. So I'd like to see him have a bounce-back year and do some of the things that we saw in the second half. And he, and he was getting closer to that he as was. the season ended. But let's see him. But he, he's got to do it again. He's got to do it again. Yep, absolutely. Y'all, bring the heat, bring the music. Go listen to 80 Stings as we take our final break here on Talking Cowboys. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is talking Cowboys. And we're still talking Papa John's pizza because we know it tastes so great with those ingredients that are always fresh, whole, never frozen, and the pepperoni 100% pork and beef. I don't know if they've still got two for one going on, but check it out online and you might get an extra pizza with good ingredients at Papa John's. Good stuff. All right. Well, a lot of people don't know this about our awesome producer, Kent Garrison, he was in a world-traveling band for many, many years, Forever the Sickest Kids. Kent, an amazing musician himself, he's about Aww. to give us 
You are Kay. So nice. He's been to countries that we can only dream of. Yeah. Performed in crowds much larger than we've ever seen. What was the name of the band? Forever the Sickest Kids. Forever the Sickest Kids from Dallas, Texas. Okay. Yep. Good music. Not yep. good music. Great music. I, I listen yep. to it all the time Ron, when I'm writing. Ronis is a big fan. No I do. I, I will type scouting reports while I listen to it. They do it. They did a hell of a job. He can't. He, he's a goat. He, well, he's so. Pianist. I'm just going to say Keyboard. something real quick. You know, I'm fascinated by musicians and uh, their travels and stuff. Kent's the shyest guy in the world to ask him about festivals and stuff. He'll be like, well, you know, yeah, we played this one. I like this one. 500,000 so, people. Yeah, so, I mean, he's performed in front of huge crowds, and he's just so shy about talking about humble. it. Humble. Very humble. Yeah, very humble. But, uh, uh, but the, Sit band, down. the band was really – got to get some, some drink in you. In so what's way. your Someday. instrument? Yeah. What, what do you play? I play guitar mainly. Okay. I played uh, keys and – Piano and stuff in that band. Arranged. A little bit of guitar. But you didn't know this about him? Sing? No, I didn't know this about him. I sing a little Been bit. Been all over the world doing this. Not great at it. Yeah. Yes. But speaking of singing. Oh, I know. Kent was going to give us a little. This is to intro Rob's Twitter poll. It might be the <laughs> new theme song to Rob's Twitter poll. Play me some of that 80 stings. Just the a debut little... of Cole Beasley, by the way. Yes. It is Here clean, right? The, the, clean. Uh, yeah. um, the if it's not digital clean, debut. you're all over the age of 18, hopefully. It's internet. <laughs> Say hello to Mrs. Slept on. Early mornings, I ain't slept Jam. long. Big headed, so I'm headstrong. Bars. Had to be just to be headed to where I was going, like my head gone. They said I'm crazy, but I told them all that it's no biggie, but you're dead wrong. I'm the wrong one to be swept off up under the rug. Don't swept him off. Patience of a wondrous love to come from the mud Not and bad. get y'all up off yeah, me. Thank, circles thank, like you thank you, Ken. Yes, Mickey's part, I think, is that it toward the end? Or? I think so. Okay, yeah. yeah. You're in the music video, though, for sure. Mickey's got to be the hype man, doesn't he? Oh, he mm-hmm. is. The <laughs> <laughs> young Mick. This guy's like Missouri. Young Spags in the house. He's got, his, got, his, uh, got his Missouri black top on with the glasses. He's, like, uh, he's in the corner just like raising the roof. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Grades on that? Grades? i tell you what. I, the last I've, one tried, I've tried. I like it. I like it Great too. Music. Mickey, I like you the ever, flow on it. Did you ever do the thing on 105.3 where they had yes. you? Yes. What do they have? They to still do? have it. Well, they, what is it? Well, they well, you have to rap. You have to rap a line. No. And I and I did, and I forgot which one I. Oh, uh, we could dig that up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Kent can find that. Let's but, find it. But I had to I had to rap rap, and I was so bad at it because I couldn't keep. You can't. You got to have some flow to it, as you guys say, right? Mm-hmm. I had I had no flow. I mean, I was terrible. But Mickey, they Mickey but they put it to music, and then can yeah. we find Mickey's? Oh, I'm sure. Did got you got some? They have it. You got some beats? No. <laughs> Oh, I was terrible. You told us during the break you enjoyed uh, Kendall Lamar last (laughs) night. That's right. Yeah. It shows you how much I know. (laughs) He was watching the coach. I liked it so much I went and listened to the coaches at halftime. Bielema and Sumlin, great careers right now. (laughs) Showing you what you need to know. Big time. All right. Rob Stoyerpole got introduced by Mr. Miss Slept On. I think that's, I need to look up the lyrics of this. Yeah. I want to memorize it. Look up, yeah, genius lyrics. There. Remember, Jeremy Mincy was the last one to do this. He was. He had what was his song? Keep it one hundred or something. Something like that. And they played it at pregame. Keep it six. <laughs> six sacks. <laughs> Shade. You're gonna be on his next I, diss track. I heard that one more time. Yeah, he led the team in uh, sacks. Oh. Okay, what do you have? Six. You hated Mincy, and I don't know why. I liked him. All right. Uh, poll today. Which of these spots? is most important to dr- address in the offseason. We talked about some of the guys that can bounce back. S- say one more time. Which spot of these four Okay, thank you. Position? is most important to address in the offseason? Okay. okay. Four spots. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Go. Linebacker, pass rusher, swing tackle, or wide receiver? Is there a fifth one? Whatever you want. Kicker. All the above. All the above. (laughs) (laughs) You know, pass rush, I felt like this past year might be the best we've seen under Rod Marinelli's group. Mickey's guy's tapper's coming back. He'll help. There you go. But I put it in there because uh, you can never have enough pass rush. No, you and, and while it got better this year, I think it can certainly be a lot better. You know, it's, you know what's funny about this thing? You say pass rusher. That will not be one of the questions when we have go into the training camp where the pass rush will come from. That always seems to be a when we get to our 20 questions and we get down to the very end, it's like where's the pass rush going to come from? They had 38 sacks. That yeah. was an improvement. Absolutely. But that's still middle of the pack, I bet, in the league. You still, you still want to see some development from the young guys. Taco, you need yeah. him to step in, and, and obviously you expect Lawrence to be back. But uh, What scares you more, Mickey, the offensive tackle or the linebackers? Which is going to hold you hostage? Well, number one, i got to re-sign Hitchens. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. All right. Oof. So let's just start right there. Uh, and, and if that takes place, and Steven spoke about that yesterday, and it sounded like he wanted all three guys, Sean Lee, Jalen Smith, improving and Hitchens he said you have to have depth to get through an NFL season at linebacker absolutely right about that and he and he didn't and he didn't have it uh this last year I think the way he put it he said uh between Sean and any linebacker core it's hard to keep uh everybody healthy And, and and he basically said we do need three guys uh like Sean Jalen and Hitch uh, so and and it's made it sound like that that was one of their priorities to try to get him to uh, resign. Uh, but I'll I'll take the swing tackle. Uh, it it just killed them. Just absolutely ruined this offense that they couldn't replace Tyron Smith. I'll tell you what though, Rob. I wrote about it yesterday for your uh, gut feeling, and I I said the one guy I thought that that the inconsistency the miss was Tyron Smith. As much as as much as Sean Lee and and all that, and they couldn't win a game without him on the field. I, I just boy, it's hard to say because I feel like that linebackers. He's talking about depth, and you know if Stephen Jones can pull it off and get Anthony Hitchens done, good for him. But if he can't, you're going to have to look at that linebacker crew. You're going to have to look at that. I'd be your first round pick. Might have to be. Yeah, I'm not saying the swing tackle is going to be a first round pick. I didn't say you did say that. But well, I'll tell you, it what, has to be a priority. What if the swing tackle was the last player on the board at, in their first-round grades at 19? You know what I'm saying, Mickey? What do you mean the last player on the board? Like the they la- have first-round grades? They have first-round grades. They have, they have 18 first-round grades. Oh. And, and, Trade say, down. and McClinchy. I'm just throwing a name out there, the Notre Dame tackle. Or O'Neal the, from Pitt. They say he's a first-round tackle. Would you consider a first-round tackle – at 19, if he was your last player on your first-round grades. If he could play guard. You said that because of with Flozell Adams and stuff like yes. that. They did that if before. If he can move inside. Yeah, and you're looking at – Because I need a guard. Left, sure. left guard. He needs a guard. Yeah. Cooper is a free agent. Yes. I might, okay. look, so people, I might look to trade down in that situation. People, right I've, I've kind of jumped on people on Twitter about asking me about moving Lyle Collins back to guard. Draft to tackle. Play Collins at guard. I mean, I I, I, get, I see your guys' looks. I see everybody's face. Well, no, and, no. You and I had this discussion last week about 
versatility and can that be a curse? Like we talked yes. about, oh, how versatile Byron Jones is. Do you just need to leave him at one spot? Chaz Green last year. Collins. You invested. Lee Collins. He just said that name yeah. too. You yeah. invested a year in moving Lyle to tackle. Yeah. You want to see that through or you want to move him back again to guard? I, I think I he was, played pretty well down the stretch. Yeah. Was he good enough to keep his guard spot though? See, that's what I think I've tried to tell people is that once once that Ron Leary got the job, Ron Leary didn't let go of the job. You know, I mean, he it was a it was basically okay. Go get healthy, and it was Wally Pip. Yeah, he was Wally Pip. Yeah, I mean, was he good enough guard to want to move back to guard? Well, he never came back. He was he was out for the season, wasn't he? Yeah, the, but the previous year. I mean, was, no, I meant the yeah. No, you're he, right. When he started those right. games at guard, you're right. You're right. Uh, Actually, Leary got Wally Pip two years ago because he got hurt. By, and Lyle took the by, job yeah. and ran with it. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting question, but I I would lean towards keeping him at tackle because I'm paying I, him like a tackle. He played his best football down the stretch. When, by the way, he also was hurt. Am I wrong? Is your right guard about to be the highest paid offensive lineman you have? Uh, probably because he's the last one that's getting signed. Yeah. Yeah. So you're thinking about paying these guards. You know. Yeah, I can't pay another guard, but I got to find somebody that can maybe do both. I know what I'm being greedy say? there, but I'm that's s- that's my deal. Who you got, Tay? I, I want speedy receivers, but I okay. know. What really <laughs> well, I, I'm on that like wish list yeah. area over here because I saw what the fans voted, and you can announce that. But I know why they said that, and I'll, I was going to share that after. You and the fans agree. Wide receiver, forty percent. Followed by swing tackle, 27%. Linebacker, 26%. Pass rusher, only 7%. Obviously, so D-Law yeah. takes a little pressure on that. See, this time last year, I guarantee you, pass rusher would have been the first one. Yep. Yeah. No question, but man, you better keep restocking that fridge because yeah. you, that's, that's such a key to your defense. Yeah. Not to mention Lawrence is technically a free agent, by the see, way. See, when they see that, They'll I never get hit why they free agency. Lawrence? Yeah. They'll franchise him. No, I mean, maybe next at the oh. following, yeah, eight, after 18. Might have to franchise him again. Yeah. Can they someone correct something for me? Can, we were talking about this on the draft show. Can, can the guy at Washington get franchised the third time? I believe so. Kirk Cousins? I thought twice was the rule. I thought twice was the rule as well. I should have looked it up. But we were talking about that, and Dane was talking about that, but it, the number goes up to like $32 million. Yeah. Because the, the franchise tag, it's either the average of the top five at that position. Right. Or I want to say 110% wow. of your last contract, okay. whichever is greater. Yeah. Wouldn't you just make a deal with the guy instead of try pay, to make him 30. feel like you appreciate him? <laughs> right. So $32 million for a season? I can't. You know what? The people are really this tired of the wide receiver core here, aren't they? I've, Terrence Williams had zero touchdowns. Cole Beasley struggled because of coverage and scheme. And I pointed that out, by the way. I mean, they can find ways to get him more open. I don't think he just decided he's not a good football player. No, anymore. I understand. I mean, no, no. But, I, but I, I think, I, I think, I think your bounce back. Saying. I think your bounce back is right. I think, and I, I but they like, can like, help him too. Absolutely, they I can think help they him. can help all these receivers 
find way. Just like you said, you were talking about find ways to do things a little bit differently. The, it seems <clears throat> like to me coming into the last season, wide receiver was not going to be a question. I think everybody was excited about the wide receivers. I think we said in training camp it might be their most deep position. So what happened? That's a good question. I'll tell you what happened. Offensive They'll tell line, you. Offensive line. The offensive line. The offensive line, yeah. That, they gave they're, they're, up four games Tyron Smith missed. They gave up 19 sacks. Yeah. 19. Yeah. 19 out of 32. Yeah. That affects all those wide receivers. I agree. That affects the quarterback. I said it yesterday in my deal. My gut feeling thing. And even though Sean Lee, playing without Sean Lee was no bargain either. That was just no, that was no bargain. I see why the fans say that, though. And we're also sitting here on January It's not like 9th. they're tired of Dez. That's yeah, that's probably. One of storylines. Yeah. You know what? It's going to – it's the same. <laughs> this is going to turn out to be like it was with Tony last year. It's, the question is going to follow until they make a, an official decision, like what do you do with Dez? That's that's the new offseason question. I just don't, I just don't well, see if them. If you don't do anything, then yeah. you don't have to answer it, you have to, do you? You have to argue with me on everything no, I say No, I'm just everything. saying. No, I'm just saying. You He's said until tired. they say what they're going to do with Dez, they don't have to say anything, right? I don't think they do anything with Dez. I'll say that again, just because I. Think, I tend to agree with you, man. I think really they, I think they're going to play this like Brandon Carr. I don't think they want to push any more money out in the future on Dez Bryant. They just let it go, just let him play. Just me. Yeah. They've already proven that to me. They they everybody was screaming for Brandon Carr's money. They never, never went after his money and never said anything. Well, he never. finally did take a pay cut, but it was a couple years down the road. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, but he got money up front. Yeah. Rob, <laughs> bear with Mickey. He's no, it's fine. very tired. He was staying up late watching the game. I think, and we'll talk about this tape probably throughout the offseason until they make a decision or announce or don't announce. If you let him go, like, all of a sudden now you got a big hole at receiver. A big hole. And and this he's 29 years old. He's not on the – I don't think he's on the downhill of his of his career. I think he still has a chance to – Need some be, help. Be yeah. In his prime – He's not 35 years old. You let him go, and all of a sudden, that number 19 pick very well could be devoted to a wide receiver. Well, we talked about linebacker. We talked about tackle, guard, all that stuff. That's why when you guys were talking about everything and you were, and you were making great points about pass rush and guards and what you need to do to get your team to a spot where they can compete in the playoffs, you, know, you didn't even mention wide receiver yet because there are a lot of other needs that cost a lot of money. Yeah. To have a championship team, it's either not your – Dealing with, you know, rookie deals or low-end deals right here that you're going to have to pay up eventually, Seattle Seahawks, or you're paying a lot of money for it. I mean. Yeah. A lot of wide receivers in this draft, by the way. Is it? A lot. Pretty deep And with draft. that, yeah. before we close out, you guys Christian have Kirk. another draft show. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday 11 a.m. Yes, thank you, Tay, for Now moved to two times a week. Yeah, two times a week, and hopefully we have uh, everybody wants to pop on, come say hello. Tay, I know we're going to do pop some on. stuff with you and uh, on the social side of it and kind of talk about these players. So. Mickey, you doing the social stuff with me, too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, <laughs> he will. We'll yeah. do some coaches' room. Yeah. Bielema, Sumlin, can't miss it. Can't miss it. Thank you, guys. We will be back on another Talking Tuesday next week. Do you see all those people arguing amongst themselves? They're not even picking on me. They're picking on each other now. Oh, Mickey leaves you with a, a hot one. He'll be on Cole Beasley's next track. Join us then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?